take charge of your leadership development. Join our How to Take the Lead Substack community for bonus materials, exclusive content, and discussions that will challenge and change the way you lead. Visit howtotakethelead.com to find out more. Don't wear hot pants to a board meeting. What? You're listening to How to Take the Lead with Lee Griffith and Carrie Ann Wade. Two corporate colleagues turned business besties who question everything we've ever learned about leadership. What started with us putting the world to rights over a gin after work is now a weekly show challenging the myths and perceptions and exploring what leadership looks like in the modern day. We'll also be sharing our experiences and stories along the way. You can find our show notes at howtotakethelead.com. Hit subscribe to receive new episodes every Thursday. Plus, we'd love for you to rate or leave a review of the show. And please share your thoughts and stories on the topics we cover using the hashtag howtotakethelead. Hello and welcome to episode two of How to Take the Lead. There's a second episode. No, already. This is the whole point of the podcast though, to do more than one episode. So we're going to have to get used to this. (laughs) So today's episode, we are chatting about something that's actually quite close to both of our hearts. Um, Sorry, that does sound really cheesy, doesn't it? And I've been watching too much American TV. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But it's a topic that's come up in practically every series that we did when we were doing our IG live shows. And it's the notion of being yourself at work. So not feeling like you have to change who you are to fit in. Anyone that's heard me talk about my journey before will have heard me say about my perceptions when I went into management um, and that pressure to look a certain way to fit in. So, you know, for me, it started with the clothes and it became my personality that I was trying to change. And then suddenly I didn't recognise who I was. My values, I don't know we're in lost property somewhere and um, (laughs) it all just started to feel a bit dirty. Um, And it was only really at the point that I got, I was saturated and felt fed up that I thought, no, I just need to be myself. And when I started to be more of myself, you know, leaving my hair to be curly, ditching the power suits, wearing flat shoes, oh my goodness, if I felt like it. um, It was only then that I really started to gain confidence in my role and I think people took me more seriously but that may well have just been my projection because I felt more comfortable as I suppose that's a hard one to test in in hindsight so it's been something that I've really been interested in ever since and I think now with my new hat on in the business it's something that I work with leaders on around building their personal brands um, and when that that uh, the look and the feel part of the brand discussion comes up and it's led to some really interesting discussions you know what the expectations Mm. are that are out there are they going to be taken seriously you know what's the business etiquette is if it's written down in some bible somewhere um and it's men and women it's not just you know i've had conversations with, with both I've always been really forthright in my view that you're more likely to build connection when yourself, when you're yourself, when you feel comfortable. People absolutely can see through fakes. So you have to bring your personality work to work. You know, that's what I've learned over time. But, um, you know, I know we've talked about this before, but I would love to know kind of where you, you're at now, I suppose, yeah. Carrie Ann. Absolutely, Lee. I think it's, um, we talk about it a lot, don't we, about being authentic. And I think that's the word that some people love and some people, mm. like, what does that even mean? But I mm. do think it's genuinely what we talk about around being yourself um, in the workplace, like being able to 
represent who you are in your role as a leader because I don't believe that all of a sudden you're a different person because you've gone to work and it's eight in the morning and you're a leader now like Mm -hmm. you are one person there's lots Mm -hmm. of facets to you um but you are who you are and and I think it's interesting what you said around it started with the clothes and the appearance stuff um and then it kind of it it progressed from there in terms of your journey around feeling comfortable with yourself or or not in that space and I think um absolutely agree with the bit about appearance and there are these expectations that within the first is it seven seconds people Mm -hmm. make a judgment about Mm -hmm. you that's how long you've got to make a first impression so a lot of that is bound to be based on appearance isn't it and what you look like but I think that kind of yeah, that comes with some downsides, doesn't it, about these expectations of of how you have to look and how you have to dress in the workplace and to be a senior person or a leader in an organisation. But then absolutely agree, it goes beyond um, that. And we're talking about ditching the power suit and I always think about the big shoulder pads. Mm. But with the big shoulder pads, I think sometimes, particularly in my experience with women, comes the pointy elbows as well to go with yeah. the big shoulder pads and that kind of whole a vibe that they used to be around um you know maybe that more alpha female type leadership role model and that's you know I didn't see people who had personalities like mine or traits like mine in leadership Mm. roles for a very long time in my corporate career actually because I I just saw women who came across more like men and acted more like men and spoke more like men were actually quite and I and I I feel like saying I I don't feel like I felt they were women who were assertive leaders. I felt like they were borderline aggressive. Yeah. Um, and I felt like that's how I'd have to be then if I wanted to be a leader. And it wasn't until I saw slightly different leadership styles in that space that I felt more comfortable, more confident to think, no, it's okay. I have to be myself. And absolutely, your point about you know people see through fakes. Like you'd be like going and doing a job interview. And, and acting like you're a totally different person you're soon going to get found out if you get recruited on the basis of that interview and then you mm. go into the job and you're totally different so I, I genuinely do think you you have to be yourself but I do think that's easier said than done um in quite a few circumstances yeah so so how do you judge what's appropriate you know what how do you know um yeah there's probably some really obvious things don't wear hot pants to a board meeting what <laughs> note note for the summer there note, um, to, <laughs> note to self no sequined hot pants uh for the next board meeting <laughs> if, you've, if you've got a really kinky side leave it in the bedroom you know there, there, are, <laughs> there are appropriateness but I suppose it's that understanding what's that level of appropriateness and you know if you work somewhere where the rules are really rigid and you feel you can't be yourself how do you understand if the red lines that are there are real red lines or actually it's a it's an organization and a culture that's got its head stuck up its backside and and actually it does need a shake up and a change it's 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 a hard one to judge it's hard isn't it and some of that is about how confident you feel about testing those waters I guess which again is another easier said than done but you Mm. know if you work in an organization where everybody turns up wearing you know wearing gray suits and white shirts regardless of whether you know what gender you are like what happens if you decide that you're going to wear a bright color what happens if you decide you're wearing a red red you know red trousers to work like Mm. and judging that reaction a bit and I think sometimes 
we, we can be a bit nervous to challenge that status quo. So we don't do it and we start to conform because we're worried about a reaction without necessarily understanding what that reaction might be. And mm. more often than not, sometimes there isn't one. Or people go, oh, wow, I really love, you know, what you're wearing today. It's really bright and colourful or whatever. And so I sometimes think we go in with our own worries that we're going to create this big stir without actually necessarily like knowing that that's going yeah. to be the case. But then yeah. there's also a bit of me like if it then is questioned in the workplace, you you need to feel confident that you can ask for clarity about what that issue is. And I think that's when you'll find that maybe it is a bit of a non-issue because once people are questioned about, so, you know, what does it matter if I'm wearing bright colours today and not black, grey and navy? Like, I, I'm, not, I'm not quite clear. Can you explain to me what the mm. issue is? That you'll find people can't really explain it other than that they just find it a little bit uncomfortable because it's different to what they're used to and then it it almost kind of takes the takes the heat out of that issue because it it really isn't one when you come to have a conversation about it yeah and and it's weird because particularly you know in if you work in an organization that perhaps doesn't have a uniform or in in a department within an organization where you don't have to wear a uniform there isn't necessarily policies procedures that that dictate not like when you're at a school and they say oh you've got to wear we had a riot at our school because someone um, this is actually really true so um a kid shaved their head but left a little fringe this is peak 90s by the way um and they were hauled in front of the assembly um, to be made an example of because they had the wrong haircut that that breached school rules oh and um, the whole school rioted and the head teacher got sacked and you know it was all over the, the North Wales news at the times but um, but it's like they're, they're, you don't necessarily get that in a workplace do you no. um, and I and I suppose yes you can see what other people are wearing or, or doing but it can be hard to make that judgment I know I used to be um, just to get my hair cut made me self-conscious oh they're going to comment on my hair today and you've had a haircut I didn't like the attention so it can be really simple things versus you know do I wear heels or flats it's really weird how simple like this very simple things like how many times have you been in a situation where you or someone else has maybe dressed slightly more smart for work than they normally would and get the mm. comment oh have you been for an interview yeah oh, exactly. that's like standard like line isn't it like just because that day you might have decided that you wanted to feel a bit smarter because you're doing a presentation or whatever so I, I think there's something about um you know appropriateness for the scenario and again that's about expectations isn't there? I guess if you went into an interview scenario there would be an expectation that you've made maybe more of an effort than you would normally make to look smart Mm. whether that's right or wrong and again probably not a hot pants scenario depending what job it is that you're going for an interview (laughs) for um but I feel like you you can make an effort and still be you and I have to be honest I don't own a suit and I've never worn a suit to an interview but I know there'll be lots of people that do because they think that's what's expected but actually if I put a suit on I would feel really uncomfortable and so much less like myself that that would almost become an issue for me that would probably affect my confidence in that interview because I'd always be more aware of what I was wearing because I put a suit on yeah well do you know the stress of just buying a suit I mean the meltdowns I've had in the next changing room back in the day (laughs) because it's (laughs) just so available (laughs) 
but you're right. I felt better when when I became more senior and I went for interviews and I I wore a dress with a nice little jacket or something over, not a suit jacket, just a nice jacket. I felt smart, but I felt I was representing myself. Yeah. I I also think I, I'm just gonna say this. I don't know what your views are, Lee, but I think the pandemic has changed things quite a lot as well mm. because people spent so much time out of the office environment out of like physical environment so we're all on screens with our elasticated waist maybe maybe I wear leggings on the bottom I you know don't want to over speculate but you know we're, we're going a bit more for comfort because we're have many of us have been working from home more but actually when I've gone back into my office environment and I'm a leader in my organization I actually haven't thought twice about wearing trainers or flats to to the office in a way that before I'd wear them to drive in and then put my heels on and now I'm like well my clothes are still smart enough for the workplace and what does it matter that I've got trainers on the bottom and but it's sort of weird that that's a conscious thing to be thinking about because it feels so different but I also think it proves that like just because I've not got heels on doesn't mean I'm not going to be good at my job today yeah yeah although if you you know this is me getting on my soapbox but if you watch the apprentice <laughs> like they're all oh, still sucked into i mean oh, they're perpetuating aren't they yeah power seats six inch high sky high heels if you're a woman that you're running around in very rarely see the women on that wearing trousers even it's always yeah. like dresses guys in suits ties it's almost like oh it's gone casual today because it's taken his tie off like yeah. yeah that absolutely perpetuates the whole you know power suit business leader image that yeah. I'm not keen on and and they're all small business owners that are, are asking for money for in, investing in their small business so actually their attire couldn't be any more inappropriate for, for what it is that they do and I just I, it would be so refreshing to see these things represented or being more representative on in the media and on TV and, and shows like that because I do just think people get that. So this was the same, look, carry on with, with the issue. Blooming House of Commons, the fact that, um, wh- wh- who was it? Jeremy Hunt or someone was on a Zoom call during pandemic and didn't have a tie on, for God's sake. <gasps> and uh, Oh, no, you know, what a drama. <laughs> and you had the old... Uh, Reese Smog or whatever his name is, um, getting you know etiquette police saying, oh, he should be wearing a tie. And like, oh my goodness, he's we've got bigger things to worry about. Maybe in the he world. needs to be wearing his pajamas more, considering yeah. how many times he has a little power nap. <laughs> <laughs> but is that is that notion that um, you know you've got lead? If you look at Jacinda. Um, Adern. Adern, yeah. Oh my God. We are really up on all her. (laughs) (laughs) But if you look at her, you know, she wears a nice dress. You know, she, I think she gets that balance really well. And she's, she's setting a good role model type um, vibe for people out there around what you can dress like as a leader. You don't have to be in a black or blue navy suit all the time. Absolutely. Anyway, uh, I will step off my soapbox. <laughs> yeah, do you want a hand will... getting down? Are you right? <laughs> Whether you're starting out your communications career or you're already stepping up into your seniority as a communications leader, the Cat's Pajamas Ascend programme is on hand to guide and support you. It's a package of six one-to-one mentoring sessions where we'll be devoted to helping you achieve your goals and move on up with confidence. 
So if this sounds like it's something for you, please visit our website at www.cats-pajamas.co.uk to find out more or book your free discovery call. Hi there, if you're enjoying this episode of How to Take the Lead, please hit subscribe and go leave a review or a rating. We'd also love to hear your stories and thoughts on today's topic. Please DM us, our links are in the show notes, or tag us into your socials using the hashtag How to Take the Lead. I suppose the one thing that I'm really mindful of is that we're it's all right for us. We're sat here, we're two white middle class women, um, and we're having this conversation through that lens. And we know obviously that there's discrimination that women face in the workplace. There was that um all that stuff that hit the news a couple of years ago about women being forced to wear short skirts and heels into an office environment, for example. So we know that kind of stuff happens but there was a report out earlier this month um called broken ladders uh, we'll leave the link to it in in the show notes which said that 61 percent of women of color reported that they were having to change to fit in um and this compared to something like 44 percent of white women you know and women were saying that they had to change their language what they spoke about their hair what they ate sometimes their name just to fit in so yeah it's really easy for us to sit here and say you know lean into your personality don't be scared and all of that stuff but obviously there is a huge huge problem out there that does stem from racial and sexual discrimination and it got me thinking that obviously as leaders there's a role that you have to not only think of yourself but to think of the role that you have of making change happen in your organizations so that they don't feel discriminated against so there's there's for me that thing around you know what are you as a leader doing to make sure that your organization's being inclusive and that you're tackling discrimination um and that you're doing real actions and you're monitoring the right stuff and you're empowering people all of that and i'm sure we will get into that as a separate topic at some point because it's really important i don't want to kind of wash over it but i do think that the other the other element of it is that as a leader if you start showing up as yourself, think of how empowering and the message that could set for your teams who perhaps feel that they can't fit in. So I think actually it's, it isn't just about do I wear heels or not. It's It can send a really powerful message. Yeah, Sorry, that's a long one. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. I think, I don't know, you're absolutely right. You need to consider what your role is as a leader, as a role model within your team, within your organisation and beyond. And I think it's so easy for leaders and for organisations to say, you know, we really value diversity. We value like your unique perspective and and what you bring to the workplace so you know we want you to bring the best version of you but actually how do you go on to kind of show that and for that not just to be words that you say so there's something about I think you know it's your role as a leader to be comfortable you know not conforming to all of those stereotypes to be okay with you yourself demonstrating that that you're your version of you and that you're not being a bit fake so you know I think but you also have to be able to have 
I guess, some of those conversations and invite those conversations to happen as a leader. Mm. Like you need to understand where some of this is is acting out in your organization and ask people you know what it is that we could be doing to make people feel more comfortable in that space because I don't think we can assume to know and you talked about it just now didn't you we're looking at this through the lens of of two white women but so we can't assume to know what changes might need to happen to make other people who are different to us you know feel able to be their authentic selves in the workplace so I think there is something about that kind of openness and transparency of conversation and the ability to do some active listening and, and, and take some action in that space definitely I mean I, I also sometimes think that women are sometimes our worst enemies we as women yeah. can be our worst enemies and I, I've been in situations before you know one example I've been um, on a course where there were quite a lot of very uh, young women who were starting out their leadership journeys and they had someone there giving advice and one of the questions from uh, one of the delegates was you know what advice could you give me about going for interviews for more senior roles um, in my profession and the very first bit of advice that this woman gave who was there as the keynote speaker was well um, you know I would suggest that maybe you might straighten your hair before you have your interview Oh, she went oh, right in on the personal right, right in, right in on appearance. <clears throat> like my chin hit the table, and I'm like, "Are you actually kidding me?" And I was like, "That's that a that's not constructive and helpful. B, what difference really should that be making to somebody's ability to be able to do the job?" And actually, what this person was looking for was some really practical, helpful advice about how to prep for interviews for more senior roles, mm. not to be told that you don't fit because your hair's curly. Mm. Really. And did anyone challenge that? I tried to challenge it and got shut down quite quickly and the conversation got moved on. And and what was weird was that everybody afterwards then had the conversation about how inappropriate it was, but waited until that speaker kind of wasn't in the room to have that conversation. But again, I think there was something there about the dynamic of it was a group of quite young individuals who are... Mm early stages in their leadership journeys with somebody who was quite a lot older and more experienced so maybe there was an acceptance that we don't challenge this view and actually they know best so that oh I feel like there's still so much work to do in this area to be honest with you now we've started talking about it like oh and it's an interesting you know absolutely that is not inappropriate that's not appropriate uh guidance to be given someone but that doesn't um I'm always going to go back on myself a little bit but th- that doesn't preclude that you you shouldn't give advice to people if you think there are things to I know that certainly in my career I've had to speak to people just to suggest that they you know smarten up for interview or whatever and it isn't because you know they weren't wearing a suit but it was because they were wearing a little vest top and looked like they were going to sit out in their garden rather than and you just knew that they weren't represented people weren't going to look beyond their looks and so you're like you know put a cardigan on or do something that just elevates you a little bit but still feels comfortable for you Yeah, and I think it's back to that point we were talking about earlier about appropriateness for the scenario. So like judge Mm. the environment you're going to be in and think about what works, but how you can put your take on it and and represent your personality. I've had to have those same conversations before where I've worked with somebody who, you know, would wear super high heels and fairly short skirts to work. And actually in our office environment, like didn't really make a difference but actually they were going to be going to do a visit to a male forensic mental health ward and it's like you actually need to think about 
you know how you're going to represent yourself in in that environment not only for you but for the people that you're going to be around all day and actually that probably isn't necessarily going to be the most appropriate attire Mm. to wear and actually there might be a uniform policy that staff adhere to because it's in a clinical very different environment but I think you have to be able to have those conversations without feeling like it's something awkward yeah yeah but coming from the right space not just because you personally don't like something or you think that um or you're, you know, trying to perpetuate the, the issues that you see because you think that's the culture of the organisation or whatever. I do think that there is, you know, I worked with a, a chief exec once and we had the conversation about does he wear a tie or not? And does he open, you know, and that was, you think what a trivial of all the stuff you could talk about, but that was a big thing for them because they were so used to feeling like I'm a man who has to wear a suit and tie because that's what's expected of me in a corporate environment. And I was like, do you ever wear a suit and tie when you're at home or go out places? He's like, no, I don't. It's like, well, just wear what you feel comfortable roll your sleeves up and take your tie off and yeah. actually the difference in his demeanor when he started doing that he became more personable because he felt more comfortable in his skin yeah and it, and it is funny isn't it how what you wear can be it feels like it's very trivial but can almost take up quite a lot of time and energy in terms of focus and again another example of a very senior director who had their first experience being on call in a mm. in a um health setting and I was the comms person on call there'd been a fire at a local hospital that needed to be evacuated actually the senior director on calls role was actually to be being more strategic and thinking about what's going to be happening in the aftermath there's somebody on site who's managing the immediate issue but they phoned for two bits of advice the first bit was should they go to the hospital site and my advice at the time was not if you don't need to because it's under control and actually you need to be thinking about what happens tomorrow in a week's time mm-hmm. you know two mm-hmm. weeks time so I don't know what value you're going to be adds adding by going the second question after having ignored the fact that I didn't think they should go was if I go should I wear a suit and that is honest to god two o'clock in the morning conversation with somebody and it's like well again I don't think you need to be going to site but if you're going to choose to go it doesn't really matter <laughs> what you wear and probably not because they're evacuating patients from a from a hospital building so do you need to be wearing a suit for that and their view was because it would show that I've got authority but it's like but have you because it's not your role to even but anyway sorry I digress into a whole other conversation but it's true but you you know you look at um again we go back to the politicians they do their big walkabouts and go and visit people in in different places sometimes yes a suit probably does work but when they're just doing the meet and greets walking down the street type piece they look really uncomfortable and out of place I mean that could just be because they're politicians and are really not connected <laughs> to the world <laughs> but, but they do and sometimes they just look really awkward don't they yes. and you, so I do think that there is something about um, leaning into what you feel comfortable with but assessing the environment and situation that you're in definitely so our how to moment if you've listened to this episode you're feeling inspired but perhaps questioning what's next I'm sure we've got some actionable tips you can take forward (laughs) I'm going to hand over to my esteemed colleague (laughs) (laughs) oh blimey the pressure well my my first tips definitely um work out what you feel confident 
in in terms of particularly talking about ditching the power suit but it doesn't actually have to just be about your appearance work out what makes you feel most confident in the workplace and what helps you to feel like you're going to smash it at work I think that's like my number one thing to go away and think about and I also think consider whether whether there's an opportunity to initiate some discussions maybe in your own team or more broadly in your organization to ask people for their views about this kind of thing and actually what would help them to feel more comfortable showing up and being authentic in the workplace if you've got an outdated uniform policy about what people have to wear can you use that as a as the Mm. start of a talking point to really start having some conversations about this because you know it sounds trivial but actually fundamentally what we're saying is sometimes this is the sort of stuff that can stop people feeling like they can show up and be their best in the workplace and that's absolutely not what we're wanting to to condone yeah and and I think that has a ripple effect on on the whole culture of an organization so yeah it can seem it can feel really minor but actually it's probably one of your biggest signifiers of of yeah how staff are feeling in in your workplace absolutely I really like that I think my my only other addition would be to recognise the role you play as a role model. And so, yes, you may well feel really comfortable wearing a suit and tie, but just think about actually what that might be playing out for other people in your team and what what you might be stopping them feeling like they can do because of the way that you are and you dress. So there is a bit of a reflection piece as well for me. Yeah, absolutely. I think that role modelling piece is a really important part of being a leader, isn't it? And never more so in in this situation. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you're the first to receive new episodes when they drop every Thursday. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love it if you would rate it or leave a review. And let us know your thoughts and own experiences. Get in touch with either of us on LinkedIn, Twitter or Instagram. Or use the hashtag #HowToTakeTheLead. the lead. Until next week, get out there and take the lead.